Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And we will get to all kinds of politics this hour. Remember when I was talking about the removing from the ballots thing? I actually have a little update on that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about South Carolina, the messaging there. Why they're getting emotional now over January 6th. Are they really emotional about January 6th? All kinds of emails. All those things are coming this hour, but you know what time it is. It's Monday. Every single Monday at this time, we do the exact same thing. We do Medal of Honor Monday. We take a Medal of Honor citation and we read it. That's it. It's nothing we do. Nothing special about us. Heroes deserve to be remembered. Their deeds, their names, they are lost and forgotten. The truth is, when we pull these Medal of Honor citations, I don't know all these names. You don't know these names. These are not common names. Sadly, these names are tossed by the wayside in this country. And I know we have museums and things like that. But 
We know all kinds of names of all kinds of useless people. And yet these names, they're not built into our society. They're not woven into our society, and they should be. And remember, we take suggestions for these. You can email suggestions if you have ones you love or are close to. You can also email love, hate, death threats, whatever you want, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We got an email for this one. It said, Dear Jesse, if you haven't, can you read the Medal of Honor citation for an Anthony Michael Stein? All right. Let's, without further ado, Michael, if you wouldn't mind, fire up the sound for the USMC, Tony Stein. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving with Company A, 1st Battalion, 28th Marines, 5th Marine Division, in action against enemy Japanese forces on Iwo Jima in the Volcano Islands, 19th of February, 1945. The first man of his unit to be on station after hitting the beach in the initial assault, Corporal Stein, armed with a personally improvised aircraft-type weapon, provided rapid covering fire as the remainder of his platoon attempted to move into position. When his comrades were stalled by a concentrated machine gun and mortar barrage, his gallantry, he gallantly stood upright and exposed himself to the enemy's view, thereby drawing the hostile fire to his own person and enabling him to observe the location of the furiously blazing hostile guns. Determined to neutralize the strategically placed weapons, he boldly charged the enemy pillboxes one by one and succeeded in killing 20 of the enemy during the furious single-handed assault. Cool and courageous under the merciless hail of exploding shells and bullets which fell on all sides, he continued to deliver the fire of his skillfully improvised weapon at a tremendous rate of speed which rapidly exhausted his ammunition. Undaunted, he removed his helmet and shoes to expedite his movements and ran back to the beach for additional ammunition, making a total of eight trips under intense fire, carrying or assisting a wounded man back each time. Despite the unrelenting savagery and confusion of the battle, he rendered prompt assistance to his platoon whenever the unit was in position, directing the fire of a half-track against stubborn pillboxes until he had effected the ultimate destruction of the Japanese fortification. Later in the day, although his weapon was twice shot from his hands, he personally covered the withdrawal of the platoon to the company position. Stout-hearted and indomitable, Corporal Stein, by his aggressive initiative, sound judgment, and unwavering devotion to duty in the face of terrific odds, continued materially to the fulfillment of his mission and his outstanding valor throughout the bitter hours of conflict sustains and enhances the highest traditions of U.S. Naval Service. KIA, 10 days later, he died under sniper fire. And Michael, if you wouldn't mind, I think Corporal Stein is more than worthy of taps, my friend.
let's talk about a couple things. Uh, just Iwo Jima things. Then we'll get back to politics and whatnot. It's a couple, couple Iwo Jima things. They talked about him landing on the beachhead. Well, there's something to remember about wars, all wars, civil wars. doesn't matter what war it is. Modern wars, ancient wars, World War II. It applies to all wars. When you're rooting for somebody, like obviously we're all rooting for the Americans when it comes to World War II, Know how we talked in the opening of the show about dehumanizing your enemy and whatnot? That can be beneficial because it helps you take a life in combat. It helps you you dehumanize someone, and then it's easier to shoot him in the face. But there is a negative to it. Well, there are probably several, if you're being honest, but there's a real negative to it, and it's something people struggle with. It's something everyone struggles with. Once you dehumanize him, you can also make him not just less of a man— but dumber than a man in real life. Meaning the enemy's doing something, you will make adjustments, and then you'll defeat him, right? Except Japanese people make adjustments too. They're making adjustments to you while you make adjustments. You're anticipating his next move, and then you'll do something. They'll anticipate his next move, but he's anticipating your anticipation of his... You see what I mean? Iwo Jima... It's one of the later battles in, this, in the Pacific, the later ones. And it was so horrific for a variety of reasons, which I'm about to go into. But one of the reasons it was so horrible and one of the reasons the casualty numbers, they just staggered people at home. We weren't there. I wasn't alive. Most of you were not alive. But the newspaper headlines were not kind back then. The American public was not ready for the casualties that came from Iwo Jima. One of the main reasons the casualties were so bad at Iwo Jima was because of the lessons the Japanese had learned throughout their time. And one of those main lessons was this. They had tried two different things, really, many different things, but for, for landing purposes, for us landing on their island, they had tried two different things. Both of them turned out to be fairly unsuccessful. They tried shooting us as we were landing on the beaches. Think of Normandy, D-Day. Everyone's seen Saving Private Ryan. The Japanese did that at Tarawa. And don't get me wrong, they killed many Marines. So it was, quote, successful in that run. But eventually we did make the beachhead. And then we stormed in and we killed them all. And they tried other things. This would be kind of the Peleliu strategy. Hey... Forget about the beachhead. Don't worry about the beachhead at all. Let them land, and we'll just kind of wait for them on the interior of the island, then we'll shoot them when they get here. We'll stay fortified. Let them land. We'll stay fortified. We'll get them. Right? They've tried that. Iwo Jima, they decided a combination of the two, and here's what they did. I, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture something. Uh, you have your front lawn, whatever that may be, and I tell you, hey, Six months from now, 10 guys with guns, they're going to come over your front lawn and they're going to kick in your front door and kill everyone in your family. What would you spend the next six months doing? Well, not only fortifying, which they were doing on Iwo Jima, if you had half a brain, you would spend the next six months sighting your guns in on every area on the front lawn 
So there's no thinking whenever the dudes show up. When the 10 dudes show up, you show up. You've already practiced it. You've done a million practice fires. You're ready to go. As soon as he steps on the weird flamingo you keep in the lawn, boom, he's dead, gone. Well, that's what the Japanese did on Iwo Jima, only it wasn't just machine guns they had sighted in on the beach. It was artillery they had sighted in on the beach and when I say they combined both strategies, what they did was, and it makes this Corporal Stein Medal of Honor citation that much more heroic, what they did was they let our guys land on the beach, but then before they could push inland, once they had all piled up onto the beach, then they opened fire. Part of the reason the casualty rate was so horrible in Iwo Jima is they were dropping artillery shells on our guys and they're killing 20 Marines at a time. The stories of body parts hitting people in the face, it's just the stories of Iwo Jima are horrific. Kind of puts into perspective Corporal Stein making eight trips back to the beach for more ammo so he can stop the guns that are killing his friends. Makes it a little more real, doesn't it? Pretty freaking awesome. All right, let's get to some emails next. Before we do that, I I have been fond of telling every man, no matter the age, 20 or 90, you need to get on chalk. You need to get on a male vitality stack from chalk. You need to get on some chalk. That may not apply to uh, Corporal Stein. I think he was actually doing fine, but a lot of that was also the day and age he lived in. You see, you, me, we drink estrogen. Estrogen is in our waters. Our T levels are dropping in free fall because of the estrogen we drink every day. We must do something to counteract it or we're just going to become women. You want to be a woman? Go get a male vitality stack and get your T levels up. 20% in 90 days. You want to you want to talk about a difference in how you feel. Naturally. Natural herbal supplements. No more Pfizer filth. Natural stuff. C-H-O-Q.com. Promo code Jesse gets you huge savings off the whole website. Chad mode, female vitality, sex, everything. Chuck.com. Promo code Jesse. We'll be back. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show reminding you... If you miss a single minute of the show, you can download the whole thing on podcast, iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. I love this little tidbit from Biden's speech today. He's still trying to walk that tightrope. Here's Biden. Cut to go. I understand their, I understand their passion. And I've been quietly working. I've been quietly working with the Israeli government to get them to reduce and significantly get out of Gaza, using all that I can to do. But I understand the passion. Look, folks, after <laughs> okay, the civil- Michael, I got what happened was a bunch of the pro-Hamas types came storming in and protested Biden's speech. And the Democrats are still trying to walk that tightrope. And I don't know about you, I'm having a blast watching them try and fail to walk that tightrope. They can't do it. You remember, you long-time listeners of the show will know what I'm talking about, the tightrope. Remember, as we've talked about, we talked about it tonight. They don't view anybody as being human. Everyone's just a demographic block, right? 
Okay, what percentage of the uh, blacks are we going to get? What percentage of the Jews? What percentage of the women? What percentage of the gays? What? Everything's just a voting block. These people have no soul. There's no human. There's no nothing. Everything's just about power for them. Well, this Israel-Hamas thing is something Democrats in America are desperate to get past. Why? Well, Democrats have two-thirds of the Jewish vote in this country. Jews raise huge money for Democrats. There's a lot of Jewish fundraisers, big money donors to Democrats. However, the street base, you know, there's elite communist scum and street communist scum. The Democrats now have a huge base of street communist scum who have an affinity for anyone trying to burn down any civilized country. Therefore, Hamas wants to burn down Israel. They love that. Democrats have to walk the tightrope. How do we make sure our Jewish support base doesn't leave while making sure our pro-Hamas base doesn't leave? And I personally am having a blast watching them try. All right, quit. Let's focus. Dear bearded, brilliant author. I love this person. It seems that a third-party presidential candidates are a giant waste. We know that a third-party candidate can never win. They pull votes from the two main candidates since the margins of victory are usually only a few percentage points. They can alter results. It seems like a colossal waste of money, and it just strokes their gigantic egos. What am I missing here? It says I can use her name. Her name is Marcia. What are you missing? Okay, well, first of all, let's remember this about running for president. The question was about third-party candidates, so we can make this about RFK Jr., we can make it about any of the various candidates who are running who can't win, no matter what their names are. Chris Christie, Vivek, Nikki Haley. It applies on the Democrat side as well. Remember when Eric Fartwell ran? We forget that Eric Swalwell actually ran for president for 10 minutes and made an idiot of himself. Surprise, surprise. And everyone looked around. Why, 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 why? You say stroking the egos. Well, this letter's from a woman and... As you well know, I don't do the men are so stupid oafs and women are so saintly. I think that's pathetic the way people do that in this country. But there are differences between men and women. And I will say this. You say, quote, just to stroke their gigantic egos. Men will do serious things to stroke their gigantic egos. That's not a small thing to us. And I don't. Look, I don't excuse myself from that. Oh, I'm above all that. I have an ego too. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna be shocked to find out that the Oracle has an <laughs> has an ego. But men have egos and will do crazy things for their egos. Men have started wars for their egos before. Many of them before. That's what we'll do. But but setting that aside, let's do a little reminder about something. The reason it seems like such a huge pain for you to run for president. It's because you have a heart for people. You would only run if you felt like you could do some good for people. Maybe you're running for school board now. Maybe you're running for a state house or something like that. Maybe you know. Maybe you're doing something like that. Maybe you're getting involved in a campaign. Why are you doing that? Well, because you want to help, right? Because you want to do good. That that's inside of your heart. Well, that's not why these people run. One, two. It's not hard. It's not a hardship, especially if you're already a politician who's used to going on camera, you're used to asking people for money. It's not a hardship to run for president. 
Let's look at, uh, you know what? I brought up Nikki Haley. Let's look at Nikki Haley. It's a great example. Let's look at Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's not going to win the nomination. No one, no one believes that. Nikki Haley's not going to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States of America. So why do this? Look, I don't care for her, but she certainly has a resume politics-wise. You're governor of South Carolina. That's no freaking joke. You're ever governor of something. That's a big deal. Governor of South Carolina. Then you're ambassador to the UN. Now you think about Nikki Haley's gravestone. What are you carving on there? It's going to have to be a lot, right? So why run for president when you know you're going to lose? Well, because branding is real. And when you get a job in the public eye, whether you're a politician, radio host, I'm not absolving myself from this, a basketball player, movie star, I don't care what you are. Yeah, I'm very, very similar to the movie stars. Anyway, but you understand when you have a job in the public eye, when your job depends on the public consuming you, increasing the size of your brand only helps. That's why third-party candidates run a lot. That's why the people who can't possibly win run a lot. They're increasing the size of their brand. But when it comes to Nikki Haley, there's more than that. In fact, I think there may be something going on behind the scenes. I'm going to explain my Nikki Haley theory in just a moment before I get to that. I'm going to talk to you about something much more important than Nikki Haley will ever be. Much more important. The towels you dry off with when you get out of the shower. You see, I know I know what you've gone through your entire life. It's the same thing I've gone through. Same thing most people go through. You have to, you have to make the devil's bargain when you're buying towels. Do I get ones that are super soft and fluffy, but then they don't actually dry me off? They just push the water around? Or do I get these ones that feel like Reynolds wrap and they dry me off really well? Well, you don't have to make that choice anymore. My pillow created my towels. The greatest towels ever. 100% long staple Sherpa cotton, major soft, and they absorb the water. Wow, what a concept for a towel. Six-piece towel sets right now as low as $29.98. Premium line for just 20 bucks more. How do you do this? MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. 
And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper. This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Medal of Honor Monday. I hope you enjoyed that one. I most certainly did. Remember, if you missed it, the iHeartRadio app is free. Download a podcast of the show. iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Now, I have a theory about Nikki Haley. We brought up Nikki Haley. So, obviously, Nikki Haley's an also-ran. I haven't talked about her much. I don't talk about the primary much at all. They're a bigger fish to fry. Whatever. Nikki Haley's running for president, allegedly. And she's not going to win. But she's raised a lot of money. A lot of money. And now, you're hearing rumors that, and, and I need you to hear me about something here. Remember how I tell you when I have a theory on something and then I tell you when I know something? And when I tell you I know, it's because I know. I'm honest with you when it's something I think or a theory and then there are things that I find out that I know. I know that Nikki Haley is being considered for vice president. Do not email me. That's crazy. We'd never. Don't. I'm not guessing. I know this is a serious conversation that is being had right now. I have a theory, and it's an ugly one. I have a theory 
that the evil, useless, low-T GOP, the establishment GOP, and the big money behind them, I think they're so worried about a system disruptor candidate coming in and stopping the standard useless GOP way of doing things. I think they're trying to buy Nikki Haley. Not not the nomination. They're not stupid. You can't buy the nomination, really. It's not something that can be bought. But I think they are trying to buy the vice presidency for her. Why, how could that happen? I don't understand. What, again, we've had this talk before, so let's let's have this talk. Let's set my emotions and your emotions aside. Ideally, for a presidential candidate that you love, do you have one you love? Are you, uh, you love Trump? You love DeSantis? You love one of those two guys? Usually it's one of those two guys. You love Vivek, if that's your thing. You love those guys? Ideally, their vice president pick would be somebody you don't like. And I hate saying that, right? Because I just want, I want, I want a fire-breathing anti-communist as president and vice president and everyone else. That's what I want, right? Isn't that what you want? I know that's what we want. But in politics, that's not actually ideal and that's not smart. You see, a vice presidential candidate is supposed to fill in gaps the president, the, the guy on the top of the ticket, doesn't have. Every candidate has flaws. Every candidate has gaps. For Joe Biden, it's little things like thinking and speaking. For Barack Obama, on a more serious note, Barack Obama, when he got top of the ticket, had gaps. Mainly, he was thought of as being very young and inexperienced. Also, he's black. There were concerns about America accepting and voting for a black man as president. So how did they try to alleviate those concerns? They went and grabbed Joe Biden. Joe Biden was a nobody. I mean, as far as U.S. senators go, he's a nobody. You'd never even heard of Joe Biden until Joe Biden got Barack Obama's VP nod. But why did he get the VP nod? Well, it's certainly not his, his, uh, his linguistic ability. He got the VP nod because he's 8,000 years old. Therefore, he gave the appearance of having more experience, especially foreign policy experience that Obama didn't have. And he was white. He's maybe the whitest person in the history of man, balancing out the, quote, gaps, the perceived gaps in Barack Obama. Why did Donald Trump pick Mike, Mike Pence? That lion snake, Mike Pence. Sorry, I'm not going to get into it. That, why did he pick that lion snake, Mike Pence? Why? What, what for? He wasn't America first or any of that other stuff. He's much more of a traditional low TGO peer. Why pick Mike Pence? Mike Pence... Mike Pence filled in gaps that Trump had. Flaws. Trump is bombastic. Trump maybe rubs people the wrong way. Maybe too out there. Mike Pence is just the definition of well-spoken. Hello, ma'am. May I pull that chair out for you? Yes, ma'am. Vote for me. Vote for Mike Pence. Filling in a gap. Well, I mean, he did pick Mike Pence. The next VP pick... It probably should be somebody you don't care for, somebody I don't care for, because it fills in gaps where that person would be. Let's say the nominee is DeSantis, Trump, either one of them. Actually, we'll make it Trump for the point of our conversation here. Let's, see the, let's say the nominee is Trump. Establishment types hate Trump. 
very scared of Trump. But Nikki Haley drips establishment. It's who she is. You take the standard 1995 Republican and build a mold out of them, the standard useless, accomplish nothing, conserve nothing, low TGOP, it would be a picture of Nikki Haley in the book. Nikki Haley actually got on CNN recently, was asked about the Civil War, and I kid you not, on my life, talked about how many black friends she had. She is the ultimate and low T GOP, revolting. I believe that the powers that be, the establishment powers that be, I believe they're trying to buy Nikki Haley a VP slot to make sure while she may not have the top job, she could be right next to the top job. And I hope to God I am wrong about that because there's one thing about having a candidate I don't like or a candidate that fills in the gaps. And there's another thing to have a candidate like Nikki Haley. But I think that's what they're doing. And I'm telling you right now, it's something to be concerned about. There's something, huh? There's something we can all wrap our hands around. All right, let's go. Hey, Jesse, our son Jackson is turning six today and would be floored to hear a shout out from you. Happy birthday, young man. Happy birthday. How about that? Jackson, I love that. That's a great name. Dear Jesse, I intend to nominate you for next president of Harvard. Do you agree to serve if elected? All right, since I can say his name, his name is John. Okay, this actually, I chose to read this not because of me, even though I love to focus on myself, because I think it goes back to the GOP question that you and I were talking about earlier. Essentially, it's this. Would you want me to serve as president of Harvard when I hate Harvard? When I have stated several times, and I'm not being tongue-in-cheek about this, not being over the top for radio, I've stated several times one of the most tangible, decent things you could do if you wanted to save the country would be to take the top 50 universities in America, including Harvard, and fire every single staff member, empty out the campus, and raise the buildings to the ground and salt the earth behind them. That's how truly damaging having these institutions are in our country. That's how damaging they are to our country. These institutions, whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, They do make the next generation of senators and CEOs. They do. If these institutions are churning out vile commie scum, that's a really, really, really big deal and a really big problem. But anyway, back to the question. Do you still want me to serve? And that really applies not to me, because obviously I'm not going to be president of Harvard. Somehow they're not going to call me in my community college education the GOP. We need GOP representatives in government who are willing to work against the government, who are willing to reduce the size of the government, who are willing to attack things like the FBI. Do we have those guys? Can we get those guys? I don't know. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the January 6th messaging before we get back to emails, shall we? But first, I want to talk to you about my friends at Done For You Real Estate. Now, you understand Done For You Real Estate. You understand exactly what they do. 
you understand that it's for normal people like you, not millionaires, to start investing in real estate and eventually maybe even retire. Did you know that they wrote a book? It's called Micro Wins to Millions. It's a book about how normal people like you have ended up making it really, really big. And you know, it's me. It's done for you, real estate. This isn't some gimmicky self-help book. Oh, buy now. Just go to doneforyoujesse.com and look at it first, please. Micro wins to millions. You want to learn how to do this as a normal person? Micro wins to millions is available at doneforyoujesse.com. Go check it out. It, it might change your life. All right? We'll be back. You're listening to The Oracle. You're going to love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show reminding you, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We still have more than an hour left. Now, let's deal with the January 6th stuff because I saw this. (laughs) I'm sorry. I saw this on MSNBC. I almost died. Jonathan Capehart. Is this dork's name. He's the host. He's an MSNBC host. And he's interviewing one of these uh, Capitol Police officer pieces of trash from January 6th. Anyway, play cut 13 of this guy crying, Michael. Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. Um. I'd clear it off, Michael. <laughs> I'll thank you for what you did. <laughs> Gosh. All right, quit. Focus. Because they actually, they're not going to let this go. Michael, if you wouldn't mind, this is one of those police officers from January 6th. Cut 18. Go. We are uh, still in the midst of the the same fight that began uh, on January 6th, 2021. And we have a lot at, at stake in this country. And I think that it deserves every American's attention. Yeah, we're still in the midst of the same fight. And that leads me to what I played before, but I want you to, I want you to hear this very well. This is D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves. Now, a Pause for a moment. I need to explain something about Matthew Graves because maybe that name sounds familiar. Graves, Graves, Graves. Where did you hear that name before? We talked about her on the show before. Matthew Graves' wife is a communist political operative who has been inside of Biden's White House a lot. We know this because of public information available Matthew Graves is a U.S. attorney who spent the last three years locking up Trump supporters who so much as farted in the D.C. area on January 6th. His wife regularly meets with the Bidens. After three years of political persecutions, about which Republicans have done absolutely nothing, I may point out, Matthew Graves didn't get up and make an announcement about, okay, that's over, okay, it's all done, all right, we're backing off. Matthew Graves got up behind a podium and announced no uncertain terms. The arrests will continue. Cut six. Go. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily 
focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. That's a U.S. attorney announcing that he intends to arrest, in his words, not mine, thousands of people for wandering on the Capitol grounds, not even entering the building. January 6th may be something that makes you roll your eyes, scoff, whatever it may do. It certainly doesn't make you think democracy, which we're not, remember. Democracy almost ended. I know, I know you don't think that. But what January 6th really has been is the ultimate Reichstag fire for these people. You remember the Reichstag fire we've talked about? I think we talked about it on Friday where the German congressional building caught fire. Someone set fire to it. And the Nazis then used that fire as an excuse to purge their domestic political enemies. This is ugly. And where this is going to go from here gets uglier. And speaking of getting uglier, this is what I tried to bring up earlier. Democrats call for removal of 126 candidates from the ballots nationwide. This is how it goes every time. Democrats remove Trump from the ballot, from a couple ballots. Republicans do nothing but scream about how bad it may be. We might have chaos. Look at the hypocrisy. Then they, can, then they keep going. They try to remove Trump from every ballot, which, look, they were moving for a lot more than just Maine and Colorado. And Republicans still scream, hypocrisy, chaos, look at what they're doing. But what I've tried to explain to the low TGOP over and over and over and over and over again is pointing out hypocrisy is not a response. Pointing out how horrible they are is not a response. They know they're horrible. They're trying to be horrible. They're revolutionaries trying to burn a country down. They're not trying to be polite. They won't stop unless you respond in kind. The announcement should be tonight. Tonight. Joe Biden's off the ballot. 25 states. Gone. See ya. Legislation pushed through. State after state after state. Tomorrow. Gone. Off the ballot. Gone. You want to stop this madness? That's how it stops. You remember when I lost my temper after the Mar-a-Lago raid? You remember when I lost my temper? What did I lose my temper at? It wasn't the FBI, although I was upset with them. I lost my temper at every Republican AG in America. To this day, not one arrest of a prominent Democrat in response to that. Not one raid. Not one. Do you think, do you think you're going to get out of this without hitting back? Do you honestly believe that? Do you think these people are going to eventually stop? Today, it's Trump. Tomorrow, it's this congressional candidate, this Senate candidate. They're not, they're not stopping when they're done here. This isn't some coup de grace, grand finale for them. 
They're laying out a blueprint for how they intend to do politics from now on. Unless you punch them in the nose, they're never going to stop taking your lunch money. I don't care how chaotic you tell them they're going to be. Punch them back. You must. You must. We are finished without the GOP using its power to punch back even harder. They arrest one of yours, you arrest 10 of theirs. Ah, Jesse, that's not who we are. Yeah, that's because you're a loser. Stop losing and start hitting back. We still have an hour left. Emails, the defense secretary and more. Hang on. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, he was called Mal Evans, who was on roadie, and uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.